0: Hey y'all, you're listening to Big Facts No Cap, the only show that's number one with Gabba Ghoul and people who keep it Gabba Cool. You're here with Paul and Adrian. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap, no cap. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap no cap so adrian i would like to apologize to you sorry i came in for the episode late i'm not an excuses person and please do not take this as an excuse but i would like to provide some extra information about the situation it is completely my fault that i'm late my laptop was under a pile of like five jackets and a backpack that my roommate threw on top of it on the couch
1: (laughs) You know, when you sent me the text of, I don't know where my laptop is, I was going to send you a text back that said, you mean your whole ass laptop? (laughs) How the fuck do you lose that? (laughs) Yeah, I put it down on the ottoman, and my roommate just started stacking things
0: on top. He was really inspired by that game Tetris, I think. He likes to play Mm. that, and he was just, he was feeling himself. Damn. He's getting out his winter coats. I accept your excuse. I don't do excuses. It's just an explanation. All
1: right. Hmm i feel like you're gaslighting me you and everybody else are gaslighting me by claiming i'm a gaslighter i don't know if this can make it to pod but speaking of gaslighting did i ever tell you that whenever Patrick would get drunk when we were roommates he would express to me one of his main fears in life which is that he's actually like a complete and utter dumbass like almost to like mm. a remedial point and everyone else just like coddled him enough to where he didn't realize it wow so he
0: guessed he knew what his issue was
1: <laughs> he figured it out
0: was it even worth it that we were coddling him the whole time? <laughs> I I I thought it was really noble that be, st- and uh were with him, all as part of a ploy and prank to continue to make his life easy and coddled.
1: Well, was with him at first as a joke, but then P- took off his glasses and let his hair down. And now they're still they're back together after that.
0: Oh, I forgot about that. I do remember that scene, or I mean thing that happened in our lives. Yeah, uh, we gotta start bleeping out names.
1: Anyways, we we're talking about you being a gaslighter. Yeah. I think I'll talk about it more next episode once I've fully encapsulated my full experience here, but I am on a little getaway in Tennessee and um part of my day-to-day was that I went to an amusement park where the number one uh Google review that comes up is someone complaining about being harassed for being Mexican and jumped by rednecks. Um so, uh, that's the kind of place we're at right now, and it's pretty cool.
0: I was gonna say, well, you're fine, you could just be like, whoa, 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 I'm whoa, whoa. I'm Guatemala, that's exactly <laughs> what I
1: said. <laughs> There's only one pure Mexican in our group, so she was the only one at, at danger.
0: And Adrian would have thrown her under the bus in a heartbeat,
1: anyways. that That's that's the reason the fact that that was part of our plan today was the reason I thought of uh, amusement parks as a theme, yeah. Oh,
0: wait, not not amusing parks i brought in a lot of photos of asian men who were kind of funny
1: he saw a still of uh randall park from fresh off the boat and you were like damn that's a good show they got the danny brown intro and everything
0: mm-hmm. that danny brown intro is good though it is though and i think it's amusing that he likes uh you know he's wearing like a biggie shirt in the first episode i'm like asian people like him hop
1: uh that is that is not uh randall park randall park pays the dad in the sitcom <laughs> well eddie Wong, and can't I can't really meant, tell the difference meant,
0: by he i meant the guy we clearly watched the show because of
1: no, I was watching because of Randall Park. Oh, really? Loved you, him in you the, and uh, dictator. About... Okay,
0: okay. You're right, you're right, though.
1: Also, Eddie Huang doesn't play the little kid. He doesn't play himself as a kid. <laughs> yes, he does. Unlike me, where I could do that. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, it does. It is exactly like Pen15. It is adult Eddie Wong,
1: and that's what he looks like. Dude, I've gotten recommendations to watch Pen15, and I still can't get over how weird the concept seems to me in the way that it would probably be executed. That's how I feel.
0: Like, as soon as I start watching it, I get Big Mouth vibes and want to stop.
1: mm Oh damn, yeah, I haven't, I haven't kept up with that show. There's too much. Yeah. Oh, little side rant, little Adrian's pet peeve. I can't believe they um, let
0: that white woman say the n word in a Netflix animated comedy. I thought that was a weird choice.
1: That makes sense to me. Nick Kroll's done it multiple times in his career, and just kind of like keeps pushing it over to the side. <laughs> Wait, has Nick Kroll really said the N word on video before? Yeah, he does. He does it. He does it in the Oh Hello special. Special. Oh, that's awesome. He's I also done it on. Watch. He's done it on Comedy Bang Bang as well.
0: <laughs> that is so funny when somebody gets canceled for something that's public information. Do you think this podcast could be the first domino in the end of Nick Kroll's career?
1: Oh God! That means we're the new Hannibal Burris.
0: I know, which I've also, always thought would be our note, career trajectory because I think we're both half the man Hannibal Burris is.
1: Why is Hannibal Burris putting out two-minute song clips as his podcast now? <laughs>
0: i thought it was kind of like a funny cl- cute little <laughs> song hip-hop heads did not agree they oh really it. i loved it yeah i thought, uh, it was I thought there was some sweet. legitimate value to it yeah they in the one before on so where they kept calling him uh they kept calling him a landlord which i was like is that not a dead
1: meme that he's a landlord <laughs> like, yeah well, I was thinking of the one he put out before that, too, where he was like, hey, I saw someone put out that meme about the lady that did the thing at McDonald's, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but he's, he's just like, but I feel like someone needed to defend her, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm along for the ride, Hannibal.
0: Hannibal, take, take me, me where ride. we're going.
1: <laughs> take me where we're going. Um, So, my pet peeve about Big Mouth, which is the pet peeve I have about a lot of things, which is, um, uh, I'm, a pretty, I'm a pretty heavy Reddit user, I follow a lot of different subreddits. And the Big Mouth one is just a particularly annoying one where just the fans are like really into understanding the lore of Big Mouth. And it's like, if you're going to pick something to understand the lore of, like maybe like Lord of the Rings, maybe not Big Mouth. <laughs> maybe not be like, do you guys think that the Depression Kitty is like actually the mother of the uh, the uh Gladness Frog or whatever the fucking thing is—it's just so stupid. I don't know that why anyone so spends funny. any time thinking not about the lore.
0: That—that that is incredible. The show is so clearly the stupidest bullshit of the world. That do you is... guys
1: think that there's only one shame monster, or do you think that he's like one of many? It's like, what? Are you, are you, just go, go outside. Go <laughs> Adrian, do anything else to with to your tell
0: day. To start touching graph because no, know, that's, that's an ableist, ableist
1: term. Do. I don't use that. So, anyways, that's my little pet peeve about that. Like, subreddits just don't be annoying. That's why I'm almost thinking about leaving the Mac Miller one. Those people are very annoying. <laughs> But speaking of uh, going out and touching grass, literally, not as an ableist slur, I have been touching a lot of fake grass because I've been playing mini golf a lot recently. Mm, Nice. It's been one of the main things of the vacation. I guess, if... like I said, I'm not going to talk about it too much, but um, man, your boy—he can bowl. You That's can all I'm going to say about that? Wait, can you bowl. can bowl? I can bowl. I, I also did bowl
0: uh, on the on the mini golf
1: course. No, that would be inappropriate. And That would break the rules. Tearing up all the turf. Man, this has been real topsy-turvy conversation, like a roller coaster.
0: Mm-hmm. You already brought up amusement parks. I like how you feel like the need now to, <laughs> to I'm the Segway King, baby. <laughs> you are definitely not the Segway King.
1: Mm-hmm. When you first did your amusement park, is it um, Estelle from uh, Costanza? When she finds George masturbating, who does the thing about, like, and I walk in on him treating his body like an amusement park. Or was that <laughs> Lucille Bluth?
0: <laughs> no, 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 you're right. That's, uh, that's <laughs>
1: Man, they couldn't make that show nowadays.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, these pretzels are making me thirsty. You can't do that nowadays. That's too expensive <laughs> That's a, for these FGWs. I like that character
1: Is the guy who tre- tre- picks the mildest bits from Seinfeld and is like, team <laughs> couldn't make that show these days. People wouldn't know what it is. <laughs> uh,
0: Lucy struggling to keep up with the factory, with the automation on the factory and stuff Our wizard pastor, and she's not like
1: able to put together the things in time. Couldn't do that nowadays. He couldn't make that these days because now it's automated. Kids wouldn't know what she's even doing.
0: Frasier, a gay man on primetime television? Couldn't do that nowadays. <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air, a gay man on primetime television, couldn't do that
1: nowadays. <laughs> you figure out who he's talking about. <laughs> oh wait, did you have a would you have a roundup of any sort? Um, do I have a roundup? Oh,
0: I finally got around to
1: watching um I thought that was gonna be a more enthusiastic, like do I?
0: <laughs> yeah, I finally got around to watching Boss Baby.
1: Oh, nice. Did did you also do the interactive Netflix uh, 20-minute thing?
0: Not yet, although we did start that while really drunk and then not finish it because we realized there was something to be appreciated sober.
1: Okay, okay. That's beautiful.
0: I was honestly expecting a real, like, uh, one of those knockoff movies that... I was kind of expecting an over-the-hedge style Mm. and quality of movie. And instead, I feel like I got a modern pixar quality of movie i got at least better than inside out i would say the animation was surprisingly good it wasn't an incredible movie but like i mean pixar's gone downhill so it basically just met their standard like it was just kind of that sort of
1: thing but how did you feel about the controversy about that scene where boss baby's uh using the prop gun and it has a real bullet in it
0: Mm. adrian i don't think that's really funny i think that was a national tragedy waka (laughs) waka Hey, hey, this time for Africa. Yeah, you know what Boss Baby reminded me of? It reminded me of a well-done and clever Alan Gregory. So, Jonah Mm. Hill, move the fuck to the left. Alec Baldwin's in now. Damn, his best
1: work overtaken.
0: (laughs) Also, I'm so tired of Jonah Hill doing a media circuit to tell us how happy he is now. I don't care that you're happy, Jonah Hill. You still suck. Get out of here. Damn. What a weird media tour! Jonah Hill's literally going from interview to interview to tell people how happy he is. Mm. God, I do not like that man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: It's exactly what Mulaney did after rehab, and look at him now.
0: Didn't him and what's-her-name break up in Olivia Munn?
1: Him and what's-her-name. hmm Olivia Munn.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about having John Mulaney as your, like, distant, but shows up in a Corvette with, like, sunglasses on and, like, a 20-year-old girlfriend dad? I think it's a pretty cool vibe. I think it's a pretty cool vibe. He shows up once every month to be like, hey, kiddo, what's up? You like Batman or something? And you're like, dad, I'm 13. And he's like, I got you a Batman. And he just, like, throws, like, a toy at you out of the car. He's like, all right, gotta skedaddle, kiddo. And he just zooms (laughs) off.
1: (laughs) How do you feel about John Mulaney as your dad who does that? I feel like that sounds about right. I've only watched the special where he talks about wanting to be child-free once, so I don't really have like a huge uh, remembrance of like what that kind of tone and stuff he was using when he said that. But um, I could see him going up to his chat and just being like, I am homeless, I am gay, I have AIDS, I'm new in town, and then I push him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the kid is like... that push was the closest I ever got to hugging my dad. (laughs) Dark. John Mulaney's like, whatever, kiddo, I don't
1: care. Uh, Do you really think a present John Mulaney is better than a absent John Mulaney as a father?
0: Hey, I'm not making any statements. I was asking you how you would feel about that kid, being that kid in that situation.
1: How would I feel about being that kid? I feel like it'd be pretty cool. And then, like, you know, like, he shows
0: up one day and you're like, Dad, I know you're not around a lot, but just having trouble with, uh... A girl at at my school, you know, I like her and I just don't know how to tell her. And he's just like, well, my dad banged Hillary Clinton. So let me tell you about that story. If he goes on for like 30 minutes about Wait, that. I
1: thought it was about his mom being into Bill Clinton.
0: <laughs> I, they were clearly swingers. It went both ways. Keep up. Mm. There was subtext to the story you clearly were okay, missing. Okay,
1: that's the special that I said I've only watched once, but <laughs> I don't remember it very clearly. But
0: amusement parks. I'm scared of roller coasters.
1: What if you're, uh, is that Urban Legend or is that a real thing about, like, the, uh, the kid who, uh, got decapitated by a roller coaster because he, like, lost his hat while he was riding it and he went to go get it back and it was, like, underneath where the roller coaster went through? That,
0: that's, not only is it not Urban Legend, it was just a very real news story from Carowinds when we were in high school. <laughs>
1: mm. It was something
0: that happened when you should have remembered it as a news story. Like, it was, we were in high school and it was.
1: Mm, sounds like fake news to me.
0: January sixth like people storm in the capital, is that some sort of like urban legend?
1: yeah, those are on the same scale. <laughs> My favorite news stories are those two North stories, and my favorite food are things like lobster and Skittles. Those are equal in my eyes.
0: All right, we're off John Mulaney. Move on,
1: <laughs> Much um, like he
0: did after dating Olivia Munn for a month. Move on. Ooh,
1: damn. Okay, we're getting a lot of people canceled on this episode. <laughs> um, I think you're right. That was a... It was a ride at Carowinds, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's why you shouldn't wear hats, kids.
0: Yeah, that's why this episode is sponsored by No Cap Incorporated.
1: No Cap Inc. Um, Okay, but besides uh, roller coasters, though, have you ever been and do you enjoy anything about amusement parks?
0: I mean, like, everything at Disney I like, none of those rides are, like... Too scary for me, you know. I can I can handle those rides.
1: Wait, so is it a height thing or is it a speed thing or what is it? It's the
0: ricketiness of the like biggest. So club. you would
1: hate like a wooden roller coaster, which are like specifically the ricketier ones.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. like like a state fair roller coasters. Everything uh, at Disney yeah, seems like pretty like solidly like on foundation. Constructed. Uh, and so I mean, plus none of the. Well, also that
1: because for either. like state fairs, they're literally putting them together on site, right?
0: Yeah, like it's just like you see the metal beams and shit, and I'm just like, nah, mm-hmm. I'm good.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: But plus, like, I guess the one that Disney don't go as high and they're not as ridiculous. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. Except for Space Mountain.
0: Yeah, but I mean that one's indoors, so it feels less scary. I don't know if that one does it.
1: It's indoors and in the dark, though.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That and one you're... doesn't scare me.
1: Damn. Okay. Um, i don't think it scared me but it was fun
0: yeah maybe it really is the like visual aspect like because you can't really see from the outside what you're getting into it's like not a big deal mm. but as soon as i can see like the at the state fair like see all the turns and be like oh my god that looks ridiculous i don't want to get on that what else what else can you do at amusement
1: parks? you, know you can what? eat you can you go to a what? show go to a pool
0: People only ever, I feel like I've never as an adult been invited or had the urge or anybody even really mentioned the idea of a water park. That's very much like something your parents take you to as a child.
1: Am I, I wrong mean, about that, that? That was a part of Carowinds. is where my mom always stuck around because yeah. she didn't do rides. She would just read by the pool.
0: Mm. But you've that never like been it. in California and been like, let's all plan a trip to a water park. Nobody like goes to water parks. Without, unless you're taking no. children.
1: I think the only person I know who does that is Philip, who will drive up to Charlotte to go to the, uh, like, whitewater rafting thing that's that you guys not,
0: Yeah, that's not really a water park. That's a water,
1: uh, I don't know. Experience.
0: Like adventure.
1: adventure <laughs> <center>. <laughs> Paul's a fucking sales rep for that place.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like there isn't fucking sprinklers in the ground in a big wave pool. Like, you're, you're mm-hmm, whitewater mm-hmm. rafting.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. That's true. But what about the slides? No, those slides are crazy. Alright, yeah, so obviously we're Carolina boys, so we've obviously been to Carolines many a times. Right on the state line, half of it's in South Carolina, half of it's in North Carolina. But what about uh what about the good ones? What about like uh Six Flags in Atlanta or uh fucking uh Cedar Park in Ohio or uh Coney Island? Any Never of those? Been. Have you makes sense. I feel like I've definitely been to other ones besides uh the one in in Carolina. How do you but feel about
0: that old man that used to dance in the Six Flags commercials? A little creepy. Yeah
1: oh well, creepy wait would you, were you never part of that thing where um wasn't it like in physics in high school where they would like shithouse their way into like having a field trip dedicated to understanding physics where you they just went to six flags
0: i think that maybe that didn't happen the semester i was there or the cool mm. kids didn't tell me about it
1: yeah uh, that probably makes sense
0: <laughs> everybody's <laughs> gone for a field trip and i'm like well, guys let's <laughs> what's going on <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it was and that. And the teacher like...
0: shows up in his flip flops with a towel slung over his shoulder. He's like, nothing, Paul. See you later, kiddo <laughs> He still
1: goes. Oh, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> um, I think it was like, if you took it fall quarter, you went to the fair. If you took it uh, spring quarter, you took it to, or spring semester, you uh, went to Six Flags. But.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. What about the food, though, at uh, amusement parks? Is that what you do? What do you spend your time doing if you actually go to one, then, if you don't like the. Uh... Uh, at fairs? Yeah,
0: the food. In the little games <laughs>
1: little games you know i'm
0: trying to you know i'm trying to throw darts and hit those balloons you know i'm wearing mm-hmm. you know i'm winning a little plush for my sweetie baby mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know i'm you know i'm thinking those threes from further back than the line they make you shoot from i'm just showing off
1: <laughs> you go to the one where they uh make they uh guess your weight and your height or whatever Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. And, and what really age you dense. are I'm really
0: dense, and because I'm bald, I look old, so they're, like... (laughs) You're
1: 80, and you're 20 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever win anything with any prizes or anything?
0: Yeah. uh, Oh, man. I don't... I guess you weren't... We might have thrown it away. I might have been too young to uh, have you have seen this, but I one time won, like, a massive Scooby-Doo, and it was in my house for the longest time, and I mean, it was, like... It was growing up it was my size so i guess the way to describe it is it's about child (laughs) (laughs) size okay it's about the size of a 10 year old
1: so it's not Um, true to scale of actual uh what is he a doberman
0: um a great dane He a great dane but yeah it was it was a real massive yeah it was one of those things i forget what game it was but uh, maybe it was like a ring toss or something
1: and did you actually win that or like your dad win it for you
0: no i'm pretty sure i won it yeah
1: damn i guess i'd have to ask
0: him to be sure it might be the type of thing where like as a child i've retconned the memory to (laughs) (laughs) to be really cool (laughs) (laughs)
1: um i'm pretty sure i have a few things like that i think i have much smaller things i don't think i ever want anything really big definitely like probably like a pokemon plushie of some sort in the house
0: the biggest part of the memory was carrying it around the fair after winning it and how cumbersome that was Mm.
1: yeah that does seem annoying yeah the other thing I remember specifically is that uh, one of the big things at Carowinds was the caricature artist. And uh, I think to this day, we still have the caricature of me and Doralee. Doralee is Superwoman and me as Spider-Man. And then my brother had one where he was a soccer player making a goal.
0: I remember, though. They must have been in your house.
1: They were. Yeah, we did not keep them somewhere else. We didn't keep them <laughs> in the garden. Well, I
0: mean, they must have been on display. <laughs> Let's the point? Yeah,
1: was yeah, to this day, they are out and about in the living room.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Cute. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I I can see why you got Spider Man. You do have like that like quippy energy.
1: Mm-hmm. It wasn't that Nathan for you uh, character artist who uh, draws like all of your insecurities. <laughs> uh, I think the other thing I wanted to say is, oh yeah, I definitely. So two things. One, I've definitely gone to the fair with Justin just to get lunch. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> like, but I that think, makes sense. Yeah, because that's a they have thing. A deal yeah,
0: where you pay five dollars mm-hmm. for entry. Like it's a uh, real pro. And, and you angry. you have
1: to promise that you're not going to do anything besides get some lunchy. <laughs> I think they gave you like a different band or something. Yeah. Um. And then uh, the other thing about it is that I haven't been to one in a while, and I think the last time I remember going to an amusement park, the main thing I found out about myself is that I my stomach has become much more uh, delicate as I've gotten older. <laughs> I definitely got off a lot of rides, being like, ah, I could I could I could go for a, a little bit of vomit right now. <laughs> All right, I'm ready to get into the articles. If you want to, I'm gonna get a beer real quick. All right, what you got for me?
0: All right, I got a Dear and Feeding article. Slate coming through again with a oddly specific advice column. All right, so you want to get into this article?
1: Yeah, dude. Oh, Dear Prudy.
0: Dear, it's not Dear Prudy. It's Dear Karen Feeding. It's just on Slate.
1: Oh, okay. My bad, my bad. So this isn't Prudy Giuliani?
0: Um, dear Karen Feeding, one of my daughters, who is 12, hates roller coasters. I'm not sure why, but she has always despised them. My wife will not let her just sit out of the amusement park rides. When my daughter was younger she would kick and scream and my wife would just pick her up and put her on the ride even as she was crying. She insists she'll learn to enjoy them. But so far she hasn't. Now that our daughter is older my wife still forces her on the rides by threatening to ground her or take away electronics. My daughter isn't afraid of heights or prone to motion sickness. I've asked her why she doesn't like roller coasters and she just says they make her feel weird. I've never met anyone who dislikes roller coasters without a reason. At this point, I'm ready to just let her do something else for the day so we don't have to deal with her attitude. But my wife is still insistent that she rides these rides. Is there a reason she's acting like this? Is there a way to get her to enjoy them so we can finally have peace?
1: You know what's interesting is that-
0: Adrian, do we have to bring back the rabbi to bring peace to this family?
1: (laughs) Shalom in the home? Do we
0: have to bring back Shalom in the home so that we can have peace-
1: well, I guess is Shalom in the Amusement Park, uh, which is the spinoff series. The interesting thing to me is that next to last sentence, is there a reason she's acting like this? Is I thought could easily be applied to the mom as much as the daughter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite part was uh, I've never met anyone who acts like this. I like the a- <laughs> idea that he's met his daughter. Like after she was born, we of course met. And gotta say, did not care for her attitude.
1: <laughs> it took a while for her to warm up to me, for <laughs> me to warm up to her um, and even
0: then she's got this whole weird thing about roller coasters where she's not scared of heights but doesn't like them like what the fuck is up with that hmm. Rudy is this kid broken
1: yeah could you? <laughs> what are the list of all the legitimate reasons for why you're not allowed to like roller coasters weak stomach know. afraid of heights too thrilling um it's about it right I anything other than that and that's weird
0: you don't like words that rhyme? Roller coaster? Call it something more sensible.
1: A whirly dearly. Uh, okay, yeah. So this broken child.
0: <laughs> well, we know they're either broken, stupid, or just trying to piss off their parents. I think those are our options.
1: I don't think the third one seems likely to me. Maybe I'm giving too much credit to the kid, but if it's been a long-standing thing, where like she's doing this exposure therapy to the child. It sounds like the mom. It's a logistical thing, right? Oh, I'm like I'm joking. Both...
0: Yeah, these parents are so fucking weird as hell. But
1: here's the thing that I'm saying, though, right? It's a lo- it's a logistical thing, right? Like I had the thing where if I wanted to sit out from roller coasters, my mom also did, so I could just stay with her. But it sounds like both of them like it, so that she they have to bring all the children with them. Otherwise, it's uh. Someone sitting out, right? I
0: mean, I'm not here to say that when you become a parent, you stop having fun, Make sacrifices? No. The mom can go on one ride, you can go on another, and the, the mm-hmm. other one of you can do something fun with her while that parent is waiting in line slash on the ride. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like a sacrifice you should be willing to make for the literal helpless being that came out of your penis and vagina. <laughs> with half your DNA that looks back at you with the eyes that are the same color as yours, and you have to protect at all costs because they would starve without you. I feel like you can make that sacrifice of only going on half the roller coasters. Like, it will be fine.
1: I feel like families of all the same eye color is a real POC thing. <laughs> I like how you included that detail. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's your advice to to the parents, not a like a frontal lobotomy?
0: oh yeah um get this child fixed you're right my bad
1: or uh what's the other ideas like just leave them let them do something else for the day leave them with a the babysitter is that too expensive i, I guess, guess it's all the things so that's just that inconvenient like
0: real like if this is what the mom and dad do together like if this is their hobby like they fell in love when they first made eye contact at six flags mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay yeah then this should be your date night leave her home with this
1: <laughs> at first i thought she was looking at the bald dancing man but then he moved away and she was still looking at me <laughs> <laughs>
0: leave her at home and do this on your special nights out. But I mean, I feel like most times parents go to amusement parks. It's to amuse the children. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I kind of see what you're saying. Actually, that's something I meant to say earlier about like, if this is like a thing that they do. Um, when I was younger, we had a season passes to Carowinds. So like, I don't remember how often we would go during the summer, but we had like the, you pay one price, you go for as long as you want while they're open during the season. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how often they're going, whether or not it's feasible to not leave her, to, like, leave her behind whenever they go or leave her with a friend, let her do something else if there's, like, a different area. Obviously, you can't just let a child roam a park alone, but.
0: The, the, the tone and attitude of the question are what's wrong. I guess technically, like, I could see maybe these parents really like roller coasters, in which case, just switch your tone to, hey, shouldn't we just, like, <laughs> I don't know, why is the mom so insistent on this? This is so odd.
1: I mean, I don't know, like, that is a legitimate parenting strategy, right? Like, you know, doing a little exposure therapy with your kid, just like, you know, as in the way that we talked in our picky eaters episode of just like, you know, just put fucking it in your mouth and try it and everything will be all right.
0: Sure, but you have to eat. You don't have to. You don't have to
1: be rad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I think it's kind of different.
1: Mm, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying.
0: But maybe I just value one thing, food, over the other, which is being hella cool.
1: That's true. I guess, yeah, this is also you see yourself in this child, I assume. I guess. But your parents never tried to make you like roller coasters, right? No, they didn't really care. <laughs> mm hmm. That makes sense.
0: I remember being embarrassed as a child about being scared of roller coasters.
1: Mm hmm. Lying about your height so you wouldn't be tall enough to get on?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like squatting all day. That's why I have these beautiful mm-hmm. calves. <laughs> Doing squats all day. <laughs> Whatever the opposite of two kids in a trench coat was, I was one half in a kid.
1: <laughs> I would always go to a magic show, so I was sawed in half uh, <laughs> right before I went to the amusement park. I was
0: always wearing oversized clothes so that the so that it was an optical illusion that made me look too short.
1: Was that thing about like horizontal stripes make you look thinner and like vertical stripes do whatever? I, I did one of those. <laughs> I did like I had a chevron pattern. I
0: had a boss baby standing next to me, so I looked like I was the size of a baby.
1: Mm. They didn't mention mention other siblings, right? Nah, that's what happens when you only have one kid. You gotta you gotta head your oh, bets. Well, I guess or have at least one three or four daughters. I was about to say that's the dynamic that I was interested in is the whole thing about like, see your sister does it, and you know, why can't you be cool like your sister? <laughs> and he gives her shades to wear, but not not the scaredy cat child.
0: <laughs> I think I've been taking the advice of like, I'm not answering the question here, right? Because I'm answering what I want the my perspective on how you should raise a child to be. And to be mm-hmm, fair, mm-hmm. this man asked, how can I remedy this situation for me and my selfish wife? Yeah, yeah, So how can he trick his daughter into liking roller coasters?
1: Oh, you know, it'd be really easy. It's just like pop her a few Xanax, right? Mm.
0: Yeah, really weaken and birdies at the situation. If she's passed yeah, out, yeah, yeah. you can get her anywhere. I think that's a cool idea. I think that's a cool idea. Find out what boy she likes at school and be like, I'm going to te- text Danny about this. I'm going to tell him that you're too scared. I'm going to tell him you're not one of the cool girls who will go all the way because you won't go all the way onto this <laughs> roller coaster. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's good parenting. This one's a little controversial. People don't like this type of thing. Maybe you and the mom. Y- 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 yeah. I don't know where she sleeps in the house, but maybe if there's like thin walls or something and she can hear... Things in the other room. Maybe you guys put on a little argument. Like, God damn it, Janice! I know, I know. We can't keep doing this. We just all we want to do is be a happy family together. But she won't get on the roller coaster, and it's just it's tearing us apart. I don't know how long I can stay in this marriage. Something like that. That you know, that's just me throwing out. A, I'm you know, put your own spin on it. That's that's my lyrics. Yeah, those yeah, yeah, my yeah, lines, yeah. But,
1: uh- get divorced, and when she asks, "Is it because of me?" Mm-hmm. You say, "Yeah." Wouldn't fucking go on those rides. Do the Arrested Development where you hire a man with one arm to somehow lose an arm because he doesn't go on amusement park <laughs> rides and then let her know that it's actually, oh, maybe you could do that. You could do that thing where, like, if someone's afraid of flying, you can be like, statistically, every time I drive you around, you're way more likely to die than from flying. So, like, I don't know why you're being a little bitch about being in the sky.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, really hit her with those facts and logic.
0: All right, Adrian, should we hit this, uh, should we hit this answer?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Pardon my language. But what the fuck, why on earth- No, no,
1: park? no, that's not what she said. <laughs> Pardon
0: my language, but the WTF. Why on earth do you people insist on making a hesitant child ride a roller coaster? We aren't talking about swimming or self-defense class or cooking or showering, you know, life skills, but an amusement park attraction that, in most instances, requires the rider or the parents to assume some level of responsibility for possible injuries sustained while doing something dangerous in the name of entertainment. The entire point of riding a roller coaster is to have fun. If roller coasters are not fun for you, you should not ride them, and your parents should not force you. This is akin to making a kid who'd rather eat a salad have a bacon chili cheeseburger. Having one on occasion isn't going to kill you, but it could be mighty unpleasant for someone with a sensitive stomach, and only worth the discomfort if they are interested in enjoying
1: the meal. Interesting how that went back around uh, what we talked about <laughs> somehow. <laughs> it's
0: one thing to encourage a scared kid to try to ride to challenge themselves. I personally would not do this for fear I may traumatize them, but some of y'all move differently. But it's another to make your daughter ride one, or more, every time you go to an amusement park, which I suspect is much more often than she'd like. I'm begging you, as a former kid who hated and was afraid of roller coasters, to stop trying to force her into enjoying something she clearly doesn't, and instead allow her to spend the day with a friend, grandparent, anyone who won't make her miserable, and call it a family activity. Adrian, I sensed you found it funny when it turned out that they like me were a scaredy cat kid.
1: Oh, I thought I just I thought I I don't know why I find the um the phrase former child funny to use that as a credential, but I get it's a former child who also hated roller coasters or whatever. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, uh, it's a it's a fine answer. I get it. It's cool. All right, cool. How how do you feel about some of y'all move differently? How do you feel about that verbiage?
0: Maybe they're black. Let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to look it up. All right. I mean, Adrian, we're we're an Arab and a Guatemalan with a podcast named Big Facts No Cap. Let's not get wait. Which one of
1: us is which? (laughs) Let's
0: not get too (laughs) on our high horse about who's allowed to say which slang.
1: I was more just. It was a little cringe. Not uh, that I was going after them. Um, All right. Are you ready for my column? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. We go, this is from Powerhouse Advice Columnist Annie Lane. Dear Annie, I can't stand it when amusement parks cater to wealthier families. Dear Annie, here comes another summer, and I always enjoy taking my children to a local amusement park. It is a nice park, but can you tell me how to explain to my children why we always have to wait in line for, let's say, 30 minutes or more to get on a ride, and then they witness others coming up in a separate line and getting right on? It's called a fast pass. They are catering to the rich because it costs a lot more to get this option. Also, they have preferred parking, which costs even more than the ridiculous price of $20 to park in the normal parking lots. So now our children also witness us walking for a considerable distance while the privileged get to park very close to the entrance. Let me know of a good solution if there is one. Thank you. Ticked off. Alright, thoughts off top? top? Mm.
0: This is how class consciousness is born, Adrian. This is a young proletariat waking up to the evils
1: of capital. All I'm saying is, class consciousness usually begins with, how do I explain to my child? <laughs> <laughs> um, I
0: have a, a book for them called... Uh... Um, it's a little book written by a, a gentleman called Engels and another one, I can't remember his name it's like Mark um but it's it's something like that uh it, it's called um it's called Capital mm. so really explain a little something to them about this alienation they're feeling damn
1: i mean that's not really what alienation in a marxist context means but i get what you mean <laughs> paul i get what you're going for <laughs>
0: No, no, no! It has nothing to do about it. Has nothing to do about workers and labor and the products they make. It's about feeling alienated that you don't get to use the fast pass line. <laughs> that's
1: true. That seems right to me. From my reading of the Spark Notes, I think that's um, what that also means.
0: There's, uh, also there's praxis or something going on here too, right? A little bit of dead labor, if you ask me. Don't even begin to ask me about the dialectics at play here, man. <laughs> Um, is this going to be funny to anybody other than me, you, and maybe, like, one other DSA list? It'll be you, me,
1: and my advisor would think this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, Paul, this seems like, well, I guess it's not something you'd have to teach your child because your child's going to live in the lap of luxury, but how would I explain this to my child? <laughs> Jeez <Jesus. laughs>
0: Um... Nah, I'm gonna be one of those parents that makes my child suffer for some sort of weird. Like I'm teaching you a lesson. Yeah, kind of yeah. You mean Anderson <laughs>
1: Cooper or Will Smith or whatever?
0: It is the lamest thing in the world. It's like go fuck yourselves. Mm-hmm. Like to hoard all that wealth and be like at that. Level and not of even privilege. do like the
1: cool part of it, which is hand it down. Yeah. Just doing the yeah. oh the hoarding.
0: <laughs> Just doing the hoarding and not even doing the sweet thing where you let your kids like I don't know spit on hobos or whatever. Yeah. Instead, Willow has to sing for a living. <laughs> <laughs> um okay okay so my actual advice um i don't know as a kid my parents never did that sort of extra stuff and i don't really remember ever asking questions it just kind of like
1: <laughs> you know what's really the thing that came up first in my mind which is really weird and I, this is a real shower thought so like uh you know excuse me allow me the room to be kind of like weird and mm-hmm. p- possibly dumb here every time i'm on a plane i think about the fact that there's first class and i think about the fact of like how arbitrary is that they're just allowed to make a nicer section and say you have to pay more if you want to sit here (laughs) like i don't know i just thought about it i was like why wouldn't they make the whole what why don't they just make a third section that's like upper upper class (laughs) like i don't know it just seems so arbitrary to take a thing that's meant for travel and just be like yeah you know if you want to be somewhere nicer i mean
0: you know from like an economic perspective what's going on they have that unsold space Mm -hmm. that they're not going to be able to like a it's all about maximizing profit. And so being able to charge more helps them maximize profit. So they just need to come up with any excuse to charge more. Mm-hmm. The idea is that for like, probably like $20 of actual like added like effort to create those seats, they can charge like $100 more slash a thousand for international flights, like up to a thousand for inter- And it's just elastic pricing. It's two tiered pricing structures for the people who are willing to pay more. You just have to come up with any excuse. Talk about Dude Adam Smith
1: over more. here. I'll tell you what.
0: Yeah, no, it's a very like it's a very old school like yeah yeah elastic pricing uh, changing it based on what, what people are. That's elastic demand. To pay.
1: Whatever. I know that because of my favorite scene of the wires, where Stringer Bell talks about after going to the economics class at night, and the next time he's talking to his like people who are selling drugs for him, he's like, "Yo, what we got here is a product with elastic inelastic demand," uh, <laughs> and I always love that scene. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Kennedy, though. I'm sure that's where you got that from. I know it because of The Wire.
0: <laughs> that is 100% where I know it from. Shout out to Miss Kennedy. Lexington High School's best teacher.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess it is just one of those things where speaking of like actual like moments of like uh, understanding class or whatever, just being like, yeah, this would be way more simple if we just made it without the profit motive. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I, Adrian, I don't want to go out on a limb here. My parents didn't, like, they didn't spend on that type of extra stuff. They never really cared for it. They would just park far away and we'd walk, slash, fast passes weren't for us. Gonna, your family didn't seem like the type either. Not to make assumptions.
1: Uh, that's true. It's true. Never sat first class. I was never like that Wiz Khalifa album, O-N-I-F-C. So, did you ever feel any sort of way about it? Because I don't remember ever really clocking
0: it. So, I don't know if you did.
1: I don't know why the plane thing is like sticking with me because that's the exact same thing where it's so much more salient of – well, no, I guess the the picture she's painting is pretty salient as well. Like I think the walking doesn't matter to kids. I do think the um, waiting in the long line and seeing people just go right by you is probably an image that sticks with you in the same way that boarding a plane. Like before uh, people who are like with children or whatever the other people are, it's like first class and then we'll get the rest of you like – Boys. Yeah,
0: I and I used to go on an international flights, so I remember being really wowed by the idea of first class. Like, mm-hmm. oh, all that room, and you know, like this fourteen hour flight would be way cooler mm-hmm. up there. I don't remember ever like I don't know. I don't remember any sort of like conversation with my parents about it. It just seemed like a thing that existed. I don't. I, I didn't think like it was something I could have. <laughs> If we had more money, I didn't really put it in those terms. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know why
1: my brain didn't jump to that <laughs> conclusion. In, 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 inassailable, inaccessible was what you thought. Yeah, I thought that was just That's like- somehow even sadder. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: I can afford it now, baby. Oh man,
1: yeah, that reminds me of. Uh, I don't know if this is a totally relevant story, but I remember the first time I, I didn't work in high school. My parents were very big on like just focus on getting good grades and like.
0: What can, can I finish making that point? I think kids accept the world as it is. Do you think she has to explain this to them, or do you think she feels weird about it and is assuming that they are clocking it? Because mm. I think kids see things happening in the world, and they go, that's how the world is, okay.
1: No, I think children have a huge un- uh, understanding of, or a, a huge expectation of fairness, right? That's one of the most fam- things, famous things kids say.
0: Oh, damn. You see, that's my problem. Maybe I, was, maybe I am broken. <laughs> As a kid, I was like, damn, first class looks cool. Too bad that I'm not allowed to be there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, really, the solution is representation. If you saw more Arab people sitting in first class, you would have known you could be there one day. One day. One day. So,
0: sorry for interrupting your story. Go ahead.
1: I don't even know if it's relevant. It was just one of those things that I thought about where, um, oh, yeah, yeah, whenever I first got into college, which I never worked a job in high school because uh, my parents just wanted me to focus on grades, paid off. I got a scholarship to college or whatever, and so I got paid a little bit of money every semester. And so the first time I got a little scholarship payoff, um, because I paid for everything else, it, it came, came out to like $1,000. And so I got like $1,000 in my bank account. And before then, the most I had in my bank account, I think was like $80 from like a birthday once. And so I remember looking at that and that amount of money in my bank account felt like a million dollars where I was like, I never thought I would make a (laughs) $1,000. And I remember literally as like a freshman in college thinking that of being like, is that not a crazy amount of money? (laughs) That's insane. Aww. Why am I in charge of this? <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Who put me in charge of this?"
0: Yeah, I guess I had a job, and there was one summer where I was making like three hundred dollars a week or something. Under so. in the
1: bank, Paul was scooping that ice.
0: I know that was a big summer for me.
1: Yeah, the the being being skipped in line thing seems like quintessential child logic of being angry about that. Yeah, and that's when you tell him like those kids are better than you.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: uh maybe make more money, ma'am, uh, and buy that shit. Uh,
0: maybe pull yourself up by your
1: uh, bootstraps. What's so funny to me is the idea of her sitting in line getting passed by people in the fast pass lane while she's on her newest iPhone model, uh <laughs> parking her BMW super far away because she can't afford the premier parking and uh you know, Reagan was right about these mm-hmm. welfare queens. I'll tell you what.
0: And I will say it's like she's spending that she I see her swiping that EBT to get beer and 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 just using napkins as as her baby's diaper. I see that. Is the beer thing true? You can't buy alcohol with EBT, can you? Adrian, I see it. Mm. I see it every day. Was our is our actual advice gonna be for her to teach her kids Marxism? Uh well at least CRT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She should explain to her kids that even though they have to walk really far, it's really the black kids that have it the worst. They have to walk even further. <laughs> they have to walk even further.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm um okay we, we can read the answer to uh ticked off from old annie lane uh which i'm not gonna lie uh if you want to click the link to this article there's a picture of annie and uh i'm gonna say she does not look like someone who understands this question <laughs>
0: <laughs> well let's let's read the answer before we judge poor annie lane no no no
1: there's a book with a cover and that's how i want to judge it dear ticked off one solution might be to go with another family and split the cost difference of the preferred parking But the real lesson here is that yes, there are going to be people who can afford preferred parking and have an easier time at an amusement park. Some can afford expensive seats at a sporting event or on an airplane, and others can drive fancy cars. However, there are some people who cannot afford to take their children to an amusement park. The bottom line is that rather than worrying about explaining inequalities or perceived slights, focus on modeling behavior you'd like your children to emulate. If you show them that you are bitter about others getting to cut in line, they will learn to be bitter rather than to be grateful for the opportunity to enjoy a day at the amusement park with family. If you use those 30 minutes in line to appreciate time with your kids and show them your excitement for the upcoming ride, you might be surprised by how much fun you all have.
0: I didn't like her saying that you're not allowed to be upset about things, but I do agree that like, yeah, I mean, you're with your kids, generally, like. Have a like, show them a good time. Mm-hmm. Kids, like, I mean, life, life's about having a good time. You should have fun with your kids. You shouldn't sit around fuming about the fast pass lane because then they're gonna have a bad time. So I agree with Annie. Basically,
1: I, I kind of something about that answer led left a bad taste in my mouth.
0: Yeah, she said it in a really smug way that seemed to be. I think her actual prac her practical advice I agree with of you should yeah. always show your kids a good time and you should like you should. Show them that no matter what like adversities you face you know uh being bitter is not like a great way to i mean you know at the end of the day you're living the life you're gonna live like
1: but i think her answer just seems very predicated on what you were saying which is that there is a narrative in the question that seems to be that she is upset and that her kids may not actually be as upset as she's leading on and if that's the case, then I think her answer is perfect uh, in terms of what to actually do. But if the actual thing is her kids are upset and she's noticing that, I don't think, I don't know, her her answer very much is predicated on like, you're the one who's upset.
0: I get why you're, something about the way Andy Lane put it did upset me too. It seemed like a little bit like, get over it. You, you, you Rich people, you know, like it, it seemed like- Kids it was just in Africa
1: be- never go to amusement books.
0: That's exactly what it was. It was the kids in Africa thing, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, shut up. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I do agree with the practical advice of demonstrate good how to nature. Have fun, to, yeah, yeah. Demonstrate how to have fun. Demonstrate a good nature to your children. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. All right, I think that sums up that article for me. All right, cool. You want to get into the third saggy? So, in looking up the historical underpinnings of the amusement park. And yes, I am introducing this third segment as if I am a bread tuber making a video about amusement parks. Um, in looking at the history of the amusement park, there is a very clear through line from the big World's Fair type exhibitions to the modern day amusement park. And so what I've actually put together is a 10 question quiz about the history of World Fairs. Paul, how much do you know about those things?
0: I know a very little
1: I do, too, but they seem kind of cool, right? Doesn't it seem, like, sad that they weren't a big thing when we were growing up?
0: Yeah, no. Is it it the type of thing where they actually don't exist anymore, or is it the type of thing where they do exist, just nobody cares anymore?
1: We might get into that a little bit, but, uh, yeah, the whole aesthetic of, like, the old, like, you know, future world, where it's a whole exhibit about, like, what inventions are being made currently and how that's going to impact the future and what things are going to look like in 30 years is, like, such a cool, uh, aesthetic.
0: Nowadays, kids only care about E3. They just want to see Nowadays, what those anime titties are going to look like. Booty in 40 clap and years. twerk on the Instagram. Damn, we both had <laughs> jokes <laughs> over each other.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm not going to claim to be an expert on these things. Uh, I just looked up, I used an article or two to come up with these questions. Um. And we're going to see how Paul does. Uh, and let's see if any of you big uh, World's Fair heads are going to beat Paul's score. Paul, 10 questions. What do you think you're going to do? What kind of numbers are you going to put on the board? I think I'm going to
0: get uh, all 10 right.
1: All right. All right. I have such a poor track record with your quizzes. <laughs> you think I make them too hard? Is that your feedback? Should I make them easier?
0: Yeah. You should be like, who's Barney's best friend? I say all the children in the world.
1: Mm. Okay. I'm going to take out that question from the quiz since you already know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Whenever you're ready. All right. The Centennial International Exhibition of 1876, which, by the way, the more general term for a World Fair is an exhibition. Um, the Centennial International Exhibition of 1876 was the world's, was the first World's Fair to be hosted in the U.S. in what city? A. New York. B. Charlestown. C. Brooklyn. D. Flip, flip, Philadelphia. Otherwise known as Philadelphia.
0: I, I'm I'm gonna go with D, Philadelphia. Right, everything old in America happened in
1: Philadelphia. That was our city back then. Paul, starting off strong. That is a yes. Ooh-wee. The 1962 World Fair in Seattle was unique in that it A was attended by over a million people, B lasted six months, C turned a profit, D all of the buildings constructed for the event were kept in use after the fair. And you said nineteen sixty one? Nineteen
0: sixty two. Nineteen sixty two. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say true. Space Needle feels like something they would have built for a world fair. That mm-hmm. feels like a real world fairy building. Mm-hmm. So
1: D polyboy. Incorrect. Damn it. Apparently, the nineteen sixty two World Fair is unique in that it was the one of the few to turn a profit. That is odd. Yeah, apparently these everything before that was a loss leader.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it seems like it. It's something where you're taking a bunch, of, like, you know, it doesn't seem like a profitable endeavor to go show the public a bunch of free shit. A couple of things.
1: I don't know if they're free. They definitely pay for them. That was uh, one of the facts was that the first World Fair, it cost 50 cents to for an entry, which is about $13 now. Um, speaking of Disneyland or Disney World, which Disney ride debuted at the World Fair? A Oh, um, World of the Future, whichever one is
0: something like that. Tomorrowland? Final answer. Okay, well, give me the option so I get the actual name of it right.
1: Jungle Cruise, It's a Small World, Disneyland Railroad, Splash Mountain.
0: Oh, really? Um, Okay, I guess it's a small world if I have to pick from those. Baby
1: boy, you're on your way to ten.
0: I got the second one wrong. (laughs)
1: Uh, (laughs) You're on your way to ten. Okay, simple one. First World Fair took place in what country? The UK? France. Belgium. Germany.
0: Ooh, I don't know this one at all. Uh, you know what? Let's go with France. I don't know why. I'm just feeling it in my gut, but I
1: have no real reason for it. Paul. France hosted the second world fair. First mm. one was in UK. And a little fun fact I like about this one, you know how um it's one of those things that you learn in uh, high school or, like, middle school that World War I was called the Great War until World War II. Oh, uh, it was called the World Fair until they decided to have... It was it. called the Great Exhibition. <laughs> it <was> the name <laughs> of it. So I just love the idea of a joke being like, yeah, they called it the Great Exhibition then, but <laughs> then they called it World <laughs> Fair. <laughs> someone in the Futurama uh, writing staff write that joke.
0: Mm, somebody smarter than us, eh?
1: Yeah, someone with a PhD. World Exhibitions are still happening. The next one for 2023 is planned for A. Milan, Italy.
0: B. Ooh, this one's gonna definitely be in Prague. I don't know why, but I know it.
1: B. Astana, Kazakhstan. C. Buenos Aires, Argentina. Or D. Dubai, UAE. Ooh, okay. You know what? I'm
0: gonna. I don't know why. I have no reason for it, but um, you know, I haven't seen the movie *Bendetta* yet, but I am a big Paul Verhoeven fan. And Super Troopers was set in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And so he called it. That's
1: the city of the future, baby. That's where the next World Fair is going to be. That was such a long route. That was such a long walk to get us there. That was like we parked in the non-premium section of the <laughs> amusement park. Um, okay. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, Paul
0: Fairhoven doesn't lead me wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. So I actually, this was uh, meant to trick you a little bit. These were the last three places to host it and then the next one. So uh, Milan, Kazakhstan, uh, and then UAE were the last three to host the world exhibition. And the next one's going to be in Buenos Aires in 2023. And I think, it, so they do like themes now. So like the theme is um, something about like digital interface or something. And then the next one's going to be in Japan. And that one's about like uh, future living. Like it sounds more like classic World Fair uh, in terms of its actual theme. Cool. All right. Well, not doing too bad. The Westinghouse time capsule which contains writings by Albert Einstein, copies of Life magazine, a Cupid doll, a pack of Camel cigarettes, a Mickey Mouse watch, and much more, is set to be opened on what date? To give you a hint, this is a time capsule from 1939. So, A, 2039, 100 years. B, 2089, 150 years. C, 4939, 300 years. Or D, 6939. 500 years or 5,000 years. To be
0: honest with you, I'm basing this off like, I I mean, you said writings by Albert Einstein, a Mickey Mouse watch, some cigarettes. I feel like all those things aren't going to last very long, so I want to stick with the two. Well, I just feel like not that they would go, that they would be like sun bleached or disintegrated or completely unrecognizable by a certain date. But I guess maybe it's like an airtight situation. So maybe that's not as big. You know what? A lot of people do 100 year time caps. Okay. You're right. Maybe it is an airtight situation. Maybe they're keeping it. No, like, biological material getting in there. No, no sort of way for this stuff to age. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do 100 year time capsules. It's, it's a world fair. Maybe they're going to be special. Maybe they're going to go 500 years. Let's, let's go for 500. Let's do what was that? 69? 69,
1: 6939. 6939. All right. Polly boy. You dirty dog, 69, you're feeling fine, because you got that one right. (laughs) Nice, 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 nice. Paul, you might remember this. You're a real old head. Visitors of the 1913 World Fair got to hear a lecture on cosmic rays by A, Albert Einstein. Ever heard of him? B, John von Neumann? C, Werner Heisenberg? Or D, Max Planck?
0: Okay, I know Max Planck invented, uh... Or he discovered Planck's constant through Black Body Spectrum.
1: Wait, he discovered um, a constant that shares the same name as him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it was it was really lucky. <laughs> so he did Black Body Spectrum of uh of light. So I I mean I guess light counts as a cosmic ray, but I'm gonna yeah. assume it's something slightly more interesting than that. Um also I feel like he was more of an 1800s scientist. Um, I don't know why Heisenberg's name is sticking out to me. I don't feel like I mean, Cosmic Rays just doesn't feel like an Einstein thing, and... Uh, yeah, I I don't know why Heisenberg's name is it's feeling right to me. What was the other name? So, not Planck. Uh, John von Neumann. Oh, uh, von Neumann. Yeah, he was more of a... Com- well, he was more of a computer guy, but, I mean, all those guys back then. It was back when scientists kind of did a bit of everything, but I'm He's still... kind of did whatever, yeah. I'm still gonna go with uh, Heisenberg.
1: All right, Polly Boy. After he gave his lecture, everybody clapped, and that lecturer... Albert Einstein.
0: Damn it! Ah.
1: Good try, though. I did, for the audience, I specifically put that in there because I know Paul's a real uh, little physics nerd.
0: Hey, hey, let's not tell our audience about my hobbies <laughs> that I don't want to be known. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. Which U.S. city has not hosted a World's Fair? A. Los Angeles, California B. Spokane, Washington C. Knoxville, Tennessee or D San Francisco, California.
0: I feel like I feel like Knoxville's got real uh it's got real world fair energy. I don't know why. Spokane, Washington seems like it's there to throw me off because that feels like a small you would be like, "Hey, it's supposed to be in Seattle." So I feel like mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. part of the trickiness of it. So I'm thinking LA or San Francisco. I don't know why. I think because San Francisco has a trolley. That feels more like uh that mm-hmm. feels more like a world fair thing to have a trolley. That's BWFE for sure. Yeah, so
1: I'm going to go the City of Angels, Los Angeles. Polly boy, seeing through my tricks, that is the correct answer. Nice. I too was surprised to see the Los Angeles had not hosted one before. Uh, Spokane, Washington has. Uh, Knoxville has. San Francisco has. Uh, yes, yeah, weird. Seattle hosted one, but also Spokane has. So I think the other one that I thought was a little bit weird was uh, San Antonio, Texas, but I took that out for Spokane. All right. So as we kind of talked about and alluded to earlier in our conversation about amusement parks and world fairs is food is a big thing. So a lot of foods debuted at the world oh fair. Oh my God. Did and they thought, come
0: up with the, uh, did they come up with the cronut at the world fair?
1: Uh, no, no, no. Well, maybe actually, I don't know. I can't say that with certainty, but this first question that I wrote is the hardest because it's not multiple choice. Well, it is in a sense, but it's not A, B, C, D. I'm going to give you a list of different food items. And you're going to tell me the one that did not make its debut at a World Fair. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Shredded wheat cereal. Okay. Diet soda. Aunt Jemima syrup. Juicy fruit gum. The Oreo. Belgian waffles. The ice cream cone. Heinz ketchup and bananas.
0: Well, I mean, obviously not bananas completely. I mean, bananas obviously were something that evolved, but I'm guessing you mean some certain brand of banana or some certain, like, family branch where, like, a scientist was like, we've bred the perfect banana.
1: Paul, because I gave you nine, I'm going to give you three, like, you can, like, do, like, a 50-50 or, like, I'm going to go ahead and take that out and I'll confirm that it's not one. You can go ahead and take that out and confirm that it's I just not feel it. like
0: the modern edible banana might be something that was first brought to public attention at a world fair. But obviously you cannot at a world fair invent the banana.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, you want to go straight for the answer? Or do you want No, knock but out I'm stuff? just
0: saying that. I'm knocking that up. Well, that, yeah, I mean it, I'm asking you as the question creator, where do you sit
1: on that issue like can a fruit and no, it's the introduction of a fruit to the nation of hosting.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I know modern bananas were genetically engineered to be as big as they are, so I'm going to go ahead and say that actually seems like a world fair thing to be like, look, we've genetically engineered the perfect fruit. All right. So you're taking out bananas? Yeah. All right. That's that's true. We can take that out. The gum definitely seems like something that they would have, like, you can chew on it, but you don't eat it. It's science. Juicy foods. fruit gum, specifically. Yeah, I'll go ahead and knock that out. I don't know why that feels like World Fair shit. Paul, well, you're correct. That also made its debut at a World Fair. Um, can you go through the list
1: again? Shredded wheat cereal. Oh, diet um, soda. Yes,
0: because I re- I've watched a YouTube video about how how crazy certain wheat cereals were to invent or something about how many iterations they went through.
1: Oh, I thought you are talking about like General Mills or what is the guy who like made it? That, like that's Kellogg. Yeah, the thing, dude who didn't like people masturbating. But people, Yeah.
0: But people have, after Kellogg, were trying to expand on him, and I know there's been, like, massive...
1: And jokes on him, because every time I eat Frosted Flakes, I I, I get some ideas. So I'm going to knock out uh, Shredded Wheat cereal. Okay, so that leaves you with one, two, three, four, five, six options, which still seems like too many. So if you want to knock out one more, I'll give you a...
0: Okay, and I've been good so far, I haven't lost already. Nope, you're good. All right, uh, let me uh, go ahead and
1: uh, read the list. Diet Soda... Aunt Jemima syrup, Oreo, Belgian waffles, the ice cream cone, Heinz Ketchup.
0: Okay, I'll go ahead and call my I'll 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 call my shot on this one. Heinz Ketchup is my final answer. I'm not knocking it out. I'm saying that is the one that was not released at the World's Fair.
1: Damn. Wally boy. After getting that question wrong, your final score. One, two, three four five out of nine so better than half nice so what was the answer the answer was the oreo
0: what oh i would have definitely thought that the
1: oreo shredded wheat cereal diet soda ancient syrup juicy fruit gum the belgian waffles the ice cream cone heinz ketchup and bananas all made their grand appearances at various world fairs across the world
0: the oreo seems like such a modern marvel though
1: Oh, isn't it like it would be part of the like future technologies yeah. part? <laughs>
0: <laughs> They'd be like, can you believe um, it? Folks, we got, we got, we got frozen milk in between these cookies. <laughs> I specifically made all, sure to pick something like the feed. Oreo,
1: which was, uh, I think in 1912 was when it debuted. So it's very like of that era. Mm. All right, Paul, not too bad. Did we learn anything today?
0: No, not at all. Big fact, everything's educational if you look for the meaning.
1: Damn. Uh No cap uh read theory everybody (laughs) yeah because then you won't look like a fool when you don't know the dialectical
0: class consciousness behind the atomization of this neoliberal (laughs) of this yeah all that bye y'all if you
1: wanna ride on the roller coaster if you wanna ride it go up and down and round and round. Stand up, poke it on the floor. It's Sony night, I know what you
0: like. I know just how to break y'all. Good evening, ladies. I tell
1: you from the start, I'm hoping you enjoy my amusement park. There's lots of activities, fun things to do, and I'll find my pleasure in pleasing you. Some rides go
0: fast, some rides go slow. You fear heights when I'm high, hell yeah, I go low. It tastes so sweet, that sticky cotton candy, we can carry the weight. We be starting a family, it's a perfect time for a magic trick. Girl, you know it's no fun without the magic stick. Now watch me, as I pull a rabbit out of hat. then you can use the rabbit. All over your cat. Applause now, that's the first half of my act. Started out a pimp, now I'm out like a Mac. I don't need your paper, just don't fuck with my stacks. Oh, it's like that? Yeah, it's like that.